to simply lovingly say, stop doing this. You're going to get this awful disease. All you have to do is stop. You can't even say that because it would be stopping them from worshiping at the altar of Baal. Welcome to another episode of the Carpe Fide podcast, where if the shoe fits, you wear it. And if the truth hurts, you bear it. I am Justin Gruber. And I am Jesse Gruber. And today we hope you will seize Seize the the faith. Welcome to episode 79 of the Carpe Fide podcast. This is take 7,527. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, 0079. Tonight we have a very uh, fraught topic, and so, Jesse, would you like to make any warnings before we begin this topic tonight? Every warning. <laughs> All the warning. This is, you don't listen to this with children around. Imagine a field, a field covered in beautiful grass. On this field are several thousand docile goats. And in one moment, a man's going to make a loud gong sound, and all of them will faint, falling immediately over. That's how many goats warning you need for this episode. A lot of fainting goats. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's uncomfortable to record, and so it's going to be uncomfortable to listen to. But, uh, it's important. It's important to examine. And, uh, we're just going to go there. So. We're going to go there. And, uh, the important part is being able to come back from the places we're going. Yeah, you're going to be listening to this episode, and you're going to feel like the people that went on tour in Charlie and the Taco Factory, um, when they're stuck on his boat, and it's like super creepy, and he's singing like he is, and uh, they probably just all just don't want to be there, but they're on for the ride, and uh, yeah, that's what you're going to feel like. In a world up your imagination. No, it was it was more like... I know. It was the one where it's, we're spinning we're faster. <laughs> spinning faster. The world is going glaster. Yeah, I remember. I remember that scene. And All they right. don't stop, stop rowing. It's <laughs> so classic. Best line from that movie. Best line? Actually, there's two. But one of the best lines. Candy is dandy, but liquor is quicker. Yeah, that is definitely the best Second line. best line. <laughs> after after Veruca says, Schnozberry, what's a schnozberry? And Gene Wilder looks at her and says, We are the makers of... We are the dreamers of the dreams. We are the makers of the music. No, it's we are the makers of the music. We're oh, the I messed it up. Wow. There you go. Now I gotta look it up to verify. But you keep uh, introing this. All right. Episode. So anyway, this is we are, we've got. We're really just <laughs> we're just trying not to get to the topic, but it's really important. All right. So this ta- this hammer is one of the uh, one of my big pet peeves uh, of culture and the church. Uh, that that statement where it says, you know, God, Christians, the church, they hate homosexuals because it is a affront it is a lie it is not true it is completely false the church god christians genuinely love homosexuals and wish to give them the truth that leads to life and and this is what the topic is in essence that is what our topic is about tonight giving the truth from love which leads to healing but that's not the title the title is public health tortures homosexuals god's truth and his church want to heal them that's the title for our episode tonight, because we're going to go down the dark road of monkeypox, and we're going to have to have some really uncomfortable conversations so that we can actually be honest, one, uh, about what is what is true and right, and two, um, what is actually going on in our culture. And and this is this peels back layers upon layers of sin. It does. It peels back layers of government malfeasance, um, and it, it really points to... Uh, there is there is one God, and He indeed seeks to love, heal, and care for through truth, uh, people. So that's going to be our goal tonight. Uh, and so with a heavy topic like that, we're going to start with where it all started. 
as I started running down this story, which led to another story and more stories and more facts and so many things that I cannot unknow. <laughs> Neither can Jesse. And so he's actually, he actually just this week filed the paperwork to no longer be my brother. He actually disowned me. He's <laughs> done. It's just like the deeper it gets, the it's just, it's so confounded. It's con- con- confangled. Yes, it is. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it makes me visibly upset. Yes, Jesse. <laughs> just the disgusting nature only, of this. Uh, fortunately, we did not restart recording about 25 minutes ago when Jesse was ranting in anger, because he was ranting in anger. Um, here's the story that we start, that started my, my week off, uh, really. Uh, this past Friday, um, the San Francisco, uh, San Francisco Department of Health issued a public health emergency, uh, that would put us, uh, at Friday the 29th. So the end of that business week. Their public health emergency was going to go into effect on August 1st, which seems really weird because if it's an, em- <laughs> if it's an emergency, I mean, how emergent is it when you're like, Hey guys, in a couple of days, I don't want to alarm anybody, but we're going to declare a public health emergency. I just want <laughs> just everybody so, to know. Just so everyone can prepare for the emergency. In a couple of days. You know, it's like... August 1st. I had crushing chest pain today, and I started getting pale and sweating. But I was like, Monday is I'm, the day that I'm going to go to the I'm hospital. Gonna de- I'm going to declare this emergency on Monday, because I can't give up my weekend. Let's just be honest. If we can schedule these emergencies... I think at this point, we all know we can schedule these emergencies. Thank you, Klaus oh. Schwab. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we can, way to go, China. Yes, we can just schedule these out whenever we want them. But that is not why. That is not why... San Francisco pushed the date back. They pushed the date back because Sunday, the 31st, oh wait, they were declaring, (laughs) this is important, they were declaring the public health emergency specifically because of monkeypox. Okie dokie. Sorry. (laughs) That's not a sound effect. That was all Jesse being all natural. (laughs) Wildly unnecessary. (laughs) Wildly unnecessary. Um, monkeypox, uh, they had, they were experiencing a sizable outbreak of monkeypox, uh, currently in the, please excuse me, currently in the United States, you have, (laughs) we're both dying. (laughs) It's, it's, it's so bad. I'm all better now. Currently in the United States, uh, New York is number one and California is number two uh, as far as states recognizing monkeypox cases. So that's, uh, t- testing is incredibly slow and incredibly low right now. Um, and anyway, that's neither here nor there. But slow and low is a fantastic whiskey court. It's not really a cordial. It's a cordial. It's a classic. It? It's actually a classic cocktail. Uh, a, a sl- slow and low. Slow and low. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. Anyway, it's neither here nor there. Um, so they're declaring this public emergency in advance of Monday. Now, why? Why? Why if Friday is it? If there is there going to be a public emergency that you can foresee coming on Monday, August first? That is because Sunday uh, was was the inaugural return of a very important event. Now, I know what you're thinking. San Francisco uh, holds lots of important events. Well, they're they hold one of the largest. Um, LGBTQIA plus street fairs in the world mm-hmm. every year. That's the Folsom Street Fair. But slightly less well known, but also incredibly well known, is the Up Your Alley Street Fair. Thought it was the same thing. Thought it was another name for it. No, it's totally different. Are you sure? Maybe 
Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. This town hall. And yet the Folsom Street Fair, which is also known as Dore Alley or Up Your Alley. It says it in like literally the second paragraph, Justin. It says it right there. (laughs) No, no, no. This is... We're on the same website. No, we're on the same website, but I think town hall has it slightly wrong because the Folsom Street Fair is not held in... uh, It's not held in August. Folsom Street Fair is never held in August. This is the prequel to the Folsom Street Fair. Oh, Yes. Um, this but, is the Up Your the Alley. The Folsom Street where Dore Alley or Up Your Alley is the same event that will take place on September 25th. Yes, the Folsom Street Fair will take place on September 25th. But they refer to this event that was held on Sunday as the Up Your Alley Street Fair, the Door Alley Street Fair. No? Are we just saying this wrong? Uh, I'm almost positive. They could have the article wrong. Yeah, no, it's, it's absolutely... <clears throat> it's absolutely what this is called. This is really bad. I I I I actually have full confidence in what I'm saying. The up your alley, or also known as the door <laughs> but alley. But enough about us. <laughs> no, I am I am totally confident in this. Uh, the up your alley or door alley street fair, <clears throat> which happened uh, on Sunday. That would be uh, this past Sunday. So they had to push off the public health emergency from Friday to Sunday so as not to interfere with this street fair. When this, we say street fair, we are like don't think like medieval times. Uh, yeah, this you know, is don't not, think of like you know uh, food trucks or jousting. I no, guess. think of like fetish booths, leather. It's 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 a very big leather. Apparently, there's lots of leather that goes into this particular fair. Yeah, yeah, yep. Lots of leather or lack of leather. Well, it's just leather in strategic places. <laughs> very. Few select strategic places. Yeah, you know, and lots of buckles and harnesses. Uh, there's all leashes. The best way to describe what this Lesions. fair is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The best way to describe what this street fair is is a um, it's a it's a kink festival, as they they self proclaim it, um, and and it draws a large uh, LGBTQIA plus community, um, and so what goes into a decision to not have a a public health emergency declared until after something like this. Uh, and after uh, a super spreader event. Yes. And here's what the original article, original article author wrote. San Francisco's health department officials said in a statement that the emergency was not declared in relation to this weekend's events and that the city's rich tradition of social and cultural activities, which include street fairs, nightclubs and celebrations of the LGBTQ community are an integral part of the city. Monkeypox is not confined to those activities and communities and cannot be contained simply by telling people not to participate in those activities, agency spokespeople wrote, and those activities and the communities that host and participate in them must not be stigmatized. We must not stigmatize them. Now, what this means is they purposefully pushed off a public health crisis by two days. A public health crisis of monkeypox, a public health crisis of monkeypox, which according to our available data has about a 95 to 96% transmission rate solely. And I believe the, the, I believe the proper term our culture is calling it is men that have sex with men. I believe is what we're saying. Um, that, that is the, the predominant community in which monkeypox is spreading. It's men who have sex with men. And then people who accidentally touch men who have sex with men, although they haven't had sex with them. That's how you get monkeypox. Well, you you need you do need some type of prolonged exposure. It's not just like a brushing up against. It is a long contact or repeated contact. Yes, I've 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 
actually heard that the the exposure time is depends on whether or not you have had contact with an open pustule or not. You want to go down that road? No. Okay. So, <laughs> yes, but it is it does require a in a a physical contact with an infected skin area. Um, right now, fortunately, it doesn't seem to be transmissible off of surfaces as much, although they do still recommend cleaning, but, you know, they say not as crazy cleaning as we recommended with COVID. Um, <laughs> no cleaning could possibly be as crazy as but, cleaning with but COVID. But they are concerned that it could be uh, through soft through soft surfaces like, like sheets or clothing. It, it could be transmitted if you were to have prolonged contact with those types of things that have touched an infected area. So there is some concern there. Regardless, what happened was <laughs> they said... We don't want to stigmatize the LGBTQIA plus community that will be interacting with this King Festival that's happening on Sunday. So we'll declare the public health emergency after after the festival. Let's just be clear. This festival should be stigmatized. <laughs> I have seen too many pictures no, in doing no, research for this. No, wait a second. The, our audience doesn't have all the information. If they have oh, more gosh. information, they may agree with you. But you're just making judgments now without all of the information on the table. Trust me, guys. I'm right. <laughs> the real problem here is that this is a highly uh, infectious disease. Now, fortunately, it is not a, a disease with a high mortality rate. It doesn't actually kill a lot of people. It can rarely lead to death. Um, but it is an awful, um, awful experience it is horrible everything uh everything that i have been able to find about it is absolutely awful um i was going to uh do some reading for you (laughs) because i'm sure this is what you really wanted to hear um but some some reading of what the experience is like for people with uh you know what before i get there Oh, where am I going with this? I don't know. Oh, before I get there, um, <laughs> one of the things that, w- that happened before this, so we had, <laughs> this isn't the first place that's had a LGBTQIA plus event with a monkeypox outbreak. You'd think they would have all their events in June. <laughs> right. I mean, come on. You get one we month. gave them a whole month. month. Gee whiz. But but they, uh was New York. New York actually was a, uh, a hotbed of spread. Right. Now, the New York cases... <laughs> New York is an interesting uh, case to look at because a man who held a job for 22 years at the Bureau of Communicable Diseases in New York was sounding the alarm and and he was he was trying to make sure that everyone knew that this isn't just something we can sweep under the rug. We can't just downplay this and think that it's going to go away. In a June 16th email, this is what Don Weiss wrote. This is Don Weiss. uh, Specifically, he is the director of surveillance for the agency's Bureau of Communicable Diseases in New York. All right. He said, we cannot vaccinate our way out of this, nor can we isolate our way out of this. The only way out is to abstain. I know I sound like a Bible-thumping preacher, but this is the exposure we need to prevent. He continued to press his case with colleagues over the coming weeks. Quote, this disease is entirely preventable. 
had we the courage to send out prevention messages. We seem paralyzed by the fear of stigmatizing this disease while we totally ignore the epidemiology. If we had an outbreak associated with bowling, would we not warn people to stop bowling? The answer is, of course. Of what a, course What a we commonsensical would. pit. What a, he should have been fired long ago for being too commonsensical. Um, he was actually reassigned after these comments. They reassigned his, him. They reassigned his gender? No, they re- <laughs> <laughs> That would make sense for the story, but no. They actually reassigned him out of his role that he had held for 22 years. They, which, you know, honestly, given, given, given COVID-19, I mean, <laughs> what exactly was he observing? I mean, hello. But nonetheless, uh, here's what he said. Uh, here's what he said after he's been reassigned. There's little chance that I will, that I will be reinstated with the Bureau of Communicable Disease. And I believe the department would prefer that I depart quietly. Like Naval, like Navalny is to Putin, I am perceived as a threat to power. I can see that the emperor isn't wearing any clothes, and I'm not afraid to say it. That's my First Amendment right. Uh, he does have a personal website. If you search Don Weiss, Don W E I S S, I was not going to spell Don because Don is three letters. Figure it out. Figure it out. Uh, Don Weiss, you can find him. He has a personal website where he's actually released some of the communications that have gone into this reassigning and. Uh, the communications he's had back and forth. Um, he's taking a hard line here, and his message is this. This is completely preventable. You simply have to not engage in homosexual conduct, in intimate personal touching, particularly with those that are infected with monkeypox. Now, to be sure, it's a virus. It doesn't care what your sexual promiscuity level or 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 personal choices are. It does not care. Contact with the virus for a long enough period of time will allow you to contract monkeypox. Can we all agree on this? Yeah. Okay. However, what we have here is an instance in a, in a, pop, a specific population of people who are engaged in homosexual activity at a 96% rate of infection cases is coming from this activity. That is because of the intimate personal contact with particular regions that breed virus. So let's, let's be, let's be very clear about that. And, and that is what we're seeing. And it is because it, that's why it makes this so shocking. You have an event where people practice promiscuity and yet they would not declare a public health emergency to prevent them from contracting a highly communicable, sexually transmitted virus. Because they do not give two craps about people's health. Can we be honest about that? Yes. Yes, okay. They don't care about people's health. They just don't care. Right. If you cared about people's health, you would tell them what to do to actually prevent the thing from happening. But instead, they're refusing to tell the people the thing that would prevent this from happening because of, quote-unquote, stigmatizing the behavior but the behavior should be stigmatized. First off, these festivals are absolutely disgusting in nature. When we say like multiple sexual partners, we mean like teens and twenties of sexual partners in a short amount of time. Like my brain doesn't even have a framework for, for figuring out what that, what that is. So I, I, I was unaware, uh, no, I mean, I don't want to say I'm, I was unaware. I'm not ignorant. Uh, I know that we have a word that that is the word orgy. It, it exists as a word, right? And when I 
say the word, I often think back to like, oh, Greek and Roman times. That's like something they right, did, yes, right? Yes, right? like in, in palaces and stuff. They yeah, would like weird throw like stuff way back there. They would party. have an orgy. And then I got to tell you, I, I honestly, honestly, in doing just kind of research and understanding what's going into this, this story and this time, I have not read the word orgy so many times in my life. It, it's there. They apparently they happen relatively infrequently. Uh, uh, today, nowadays, um, and there were other weird adjectives to them, like birthday orgy. Like I, I, I was unaware that that's I, just, that, I just get cake and stuff. I didn't know that that was the type of birthday party anyone had, but apparently, that's that's a type of like. Do you walk into Party City? <laughs> you're like, uh, yeah, I need some balloons. <laughs> no, no, you don't. <laughs> You walk into Planned Parenthood and ask them. Oh, <laughs> I don't think, dude, they can't get make a bait. What are no, they, they? They can't get condoms at Planned Parenthood. Oh, I guess they can get condoms. I guess so. Probably or their high school. I mean, I just feel like you, you nothing can get like leather strapped men going up into the local high school asking for you a free condom. Get a hundred pack of balloons, pretty cheap though. You know what I'm saying? So. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see the here and there. This is getting too this personal. Is going way downhill. <laughs> but literally. This is the, it's the shot. It was literally, I was shocked. No, I didn't think it was, I didn't think I was going to be shocked by it much anymore. But when you're reading about someone that's sleeping with 15 people at one encounter, that's a lot of, that's just a lot of, uh, gratuitous sexual interaction, um, with people you don't know. And I, I don't know why I would then wonder why you contracted a sexually transmitted disease. Yeah. Um, at some point, you have to see this coming, right? Like, like, it's almost like, you know, having your kid in daycare, right? You know they're going to get sick. Like, it's just part of having your kid in daycare. Like, what, what what is going on, and why aren't our public health officials actually caring about this marginalized, repressed, stigmatized community? Why aren't they actually protecting them instead of, you know, protecting them against stigmatization, which is probably not nearly as painful or harmful to the body is actual monkeypox. Yeah, I was, I mean, having read so many, just under, trying to understand what is this like? What is it like to have monkeypox? Is this, how bad is it? I just want to say it's real, it's real, it's all kinds of real bad. It's, it is, it is real bad. Um, and, and just some of the, just the context, I'm telling you that I, the word orgy is just burned into my mind right now. It's like, oh my gosh, really? Is this what we're doing? This is what our culture is. And then I just, it's like one of these stories. It's one of the things you read and you're like, you know what? You know what, God? It's fine. Just press reset. I understand it. Like, I understand. We deserve it. It's what we deserve. Like the amount of grace that goes into the exist, the world continuing to exist under the sovereign provision of God is mind blowing. Mm. It is so mind blowing. I mean, just the amount of grace I take, and then I read these stories, and I'm like, oh, no, there's there's just so much grace. There's so much grace that this world is not just condemned into a giant ash heap. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, I mean, just reading the story, one, one, one person from New York, they were, they got tested, they were waiting, it was getting just awful and unbearable, and I'm trying not to be too detailed, but then like, I'm waiting for the test results, I got my test results back, and they were like, you have gonorrhea. I was like, okay, yeah, 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 but do I have monkeypox? And it's like, are we just skipping over that? That's just like not important. Yeah, nope, just skip over the gonorrhea, man. Nowhere near as important. I just like, it's just a second of the month Tuesday for. Like, are you gonna? Do you tell people? Like, do you let anybody? Any of the fifteen people that you're partying with? I don't know. Like, 
So you're talking about, I just want to, so I can, I'm going to read this account. So this is, this is just one account. This is a, a gentleman by the name of Matt Ford who has given uh, his story Actually, several places. Uh, this is a more condensed uh, story that was in Time magazine, or it's an online article of three people and their what, what it was like for them to have monkeypox. Uh, so, just a a brief reading. The lesions I had looked just like what we see in the CDC pictures for this specific outbreak. I also quickly developed flu-like symptoms: a fever, sore throat, cough, and full-body chills. I was sweating through my sheets at night. It was miserable. Even as the flu-like symptoms abated, more lesions appeared all over my body, and they continued to appear more than 10 days into the infection. I counted more than 25 in total. And honestly, I, I actually have seen bigger numbers, so Matt actually is made out okay here. They were all over, some in more sensitive uh, more sensitive underwear areas. Um, this is the cleaned-up version. He has given another longer-length story in which he is very clear about where they are. And uh, it's let's just say it's an internal and it's, it's very, the, the pain is horrible. I, Matt Ford actually communicated that he, he, just using the bathroom would cause him to scream. Multiple, he goes on to say multiple lesions on my arms, legs, one on my scalp, three on my face. Most of them were itchy, irritating. The ones in more sensitive areas were excruciatingly painful. The only thing that helped was taking Epsom salt baths. Constant pain for nights. It wasn't able to sleep at all. After a couple of nights, I went back to the doctor and was prescribed tramadol. I was not aware of any antivirals early on and I was not able to get them so it was just managing symptoms for me and uh, yeah, so he was in a ton of pain and this is literally the story uh, every story I've read um, has been this type of excruciating awful story you have all the flu symptoms plus you have horrible pain from these lesions that appear on your body all over the place and then they they appear they form a head they pop they, they scab they ooze um, it's sad it's just sad and the public health sent people out on purpose for fear of stigmatization. They sent them out to contract this disease. Well, I'll preach abstinence to the homosexual community. I'll help them. <laughs> I mean, that, right. You got one guy and he gets repla- he gets uh, he gets removed. <laughs> Removed from his position. Uh, yeah, the only way we're going to solve this is through uh, abstinence. You're out of here, buddy. You're gone. What do you think? You can just tell people not to have sex? What are you, ridiculous? I mean, that's what we're... That's what... That's what Literally that's, what happened. It, it, it blows the mind. How much do you hate someone to put them in a situation where they're going to contract this from someone who doesn't know they have it yet? And here's the thing. All of the stories then... They then go on to chronicle other interactions that this person had before they actually showed symptoms, which means they passed it on to however many people they passed it on. The, the other person passed it on to however many people they passed it on because they don't know they have it and they will not stop engaging in intimate contact with others. So they're just, they're just passed. And if, and the public health, it literally sentenced them to this for the fear of stigmatization. And they literally, like, they, they say things like, we can't tell people not to have sex. That doesn't work. It didn't work with the AIDS pandemic, the epidemic. It didn't work with that. Oh, it, it, so you don't, you, what, you just, you just don't try? <laughs> oh, no, it's far worse. You saw them try. They put out this little guide to what you should oh, do. No. We won't tell you the title of the guide, but it's not a 
great word. Oh, they put a little guide out. Here's ways you can keep safe during your festival experience. Ironically, Senator Scott Wiener. T- <laughs> oh, I didn't name him. <laughs> Scott I Wiener. Him. Um, I mean, it's got it's got some ideas. Uh, like perhaps the most gratuitous is, hey, do you have any bumps on you? You still want to go out and par- party? Make sure you put band aids on. Right. Right. Bump. That'll. That'll. Help. Are you serious? Don't don't skip the piggy parties. They say. They say that COVID is. COVID has disrupted the past two years of these parties, and now is the time to get back at it. Mm. Be aware, but not overly afraid. Monkeypox is transmitted from person to person during skin-to-skin contact with a person who has a rash. Like during sex or dancing or contact with body fluids, like when kissing and when engaging in water sports. There's never been a better time to dress from top to bottom in latex or leather. To keep your skin covered. Surefire way to prevent the spread of monkeypox. Next point, take a friend to the dungeon. Going to sex parties with people you know and planning on who you'll hook up with can be one way to reduce your risk if you're able to have open and honest conversations about monkeypox symptoms, possible exposures. Talk to the people you'll play with ahead of time about monkeypox. But the thing is, is that there's thousands and thousands of people and they're all hooking up with one another. This isn't a, this isn't like a date. That people go to with like their one loved one. This is literally <sighs> celebrating sexual promiscuity. That it's what the event is for. It's ironically also not a date with anyone who's actually a virgin. <laughs> so like, or, or like a virgin in the last twenty four hours. Like this is. I I understand. Like I understand. God has made men and women different. Men have an incredibly high. Uh, they have a very high sex drive. Um and. You have to understand, we're talking about a culture built around men having sex with men. I, I mean, there's there's no doubt, there's barely any downtime there in between when you would want to engage in sexual intimacy. And so you have all of these interactions happening so frequently that they don't know that they have the disease and are spreading it to other people. And honestly, they're not doing it on purpose. They're not doing it maliciously, but they're act, they're exercising absolute zero control. There's no self-control being exercised in this. And like, they're not idiots. They all, the people describing it know that this was really, is really awful. And they are encouraging people to not interact with people and have sex with people they do not know. But it's too late. We've already treated people like they're infants and they can't handle the simple instructions of, hey, don't have, don't have sex, unprotected sex with people you don't know. You will get monkeypox. And that, that would be, that would be at least be the baseline humanistic communication and epidemiology to let people know these things. But we can't even tell them that because we're going to treat them like infants. Oh, they don't know how to not have sex anyway. I, I'm sorry. I feel like, I feel like, you know, I, I it's irresponsible. Like, well, right. it's immoral. It is immoral. It's, I mean, if, if physicians are on the board, you do no harm. You're literally like, I mean, I know it's not doctors making these policies. It's the politicians that are making these policies, but still politicians have a responsibility to have regard for human life. Except for the one exception to that rule. The politician doctor himself, Dr. Anthony Fauci. <laughs> Senator Paul, Senator Paul, you do not know what you're talking about. I heard it. Those I heard beagles he, had it coming. Oh no. <laughs> I heard he went to the Matt with Senator Paul again recently. I haven't watched it yet, though. Did he go? To, yeah. Oh man, 
another drop knockdown drag out. I'd love to watch it. Anyway, neither here nor there. Here's this. The, 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 they also recommend to get vaccinated. But listen, eligibility for the vaccine has been opened up to only include gay, bisexual, and other men who have sex with men and trans people who have sex with men if they have had multiple partners in the past two weeks. Isn't that stigmatizing? Like the very like that that's stigmatizing the people. You need to make it available for all people. That wouldn't stigmatize them. Right. right. I mean, I'm not going to need to get the vaccine, but I mean, you should open it up to everybody. No, I mean, everyone should have a fair a fair chance to get the vaccine. Otherwise, you're stigmatizing. Let, let's just be honest. You're sti- you're stigmatizing deviant sexual communities. How dare they? Right. Right. But they're the only communities that seem to be contracting the. Uh... It doesn't matter. They're still stigmatizing it. <sighs> Well, that's what the public health is saying because they are literally torturing homosexuals. This, 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 this virus is sounds exactly like what torture would be. Like it's, it's a long, grueling process that goes on for two to three weeks. It is, it's, it's awful, but no one wants to love someone enough to tell them, Hey, you, you shouldn't do this. This is, this is wrong. You do the, you do this, you will, you will be putting yourself at risk to contract this virus. The humanist, atheist, epidemiologists in this world aren't even saying this. Because they can't. Alright, some, this is where I, I, I want to move to answering the question. If the public health, if the public health establishment hates people that much, which we know they do, Obviously. Obviously. And by the way, just to be clear, all right, just to be clear, if you're not shut, not shutting down the Up Your Alley Festival and you think I'm going to ever close my church again, <laughs> I'm sorry, if you think I'm ever going to close Christ's church again, you're insane. You have lost your mind. It has fallen out of your head. It's not going to happen. You are not over God. Anyway, all right, that's a separate. We've, we've done that podcast before, but I'm just saying, making a point right now, right? Also, I will have funerals for my loved ones. You're not going to, you're not, you're not stopping that again. <laughs> you arbitrary, evil, it's, torturous, it's so capricious so rulers. Gross. No, the answer is no. So I say, so here, here's what, here's what I say. I say Christian, I say church. Say, hold up the word of God, because the, while the public health establishment hates homosexuals, you know, the same organization that says it's those evil Christians that hate you because they would stigmatize you. No, no, no. Church, hold up the word of God, because there's only one way to love the homosexual, the thief, those disobedient to parents, murderers, revilers, and that is with the truth of God's word. That is the only way. Amen? Amen. So the real problem, the real problem is this. Our culture can't inhibit sexual activity because that would stifle their worship. They can't tell the homosexuals, hey, uh, if you engage in this type of sexual behavior, you're putting yourself at risk for monkeypox. If you just abstain, you will, you will be, your risk of getting contracted monkeypox will be effectively zero. They can't say that because it would stigmatize them. Why? Because the whole culture is built around 
the most intimate form of human contact, which is sex. But we shouldn't be surprised at that because we have a Bible and we can turn it open to Romans chapter one and we can read what God's word says where Paul maps out that when you reject the truth of God, you will worship the creation rather than the creator. And when you do that, you will move to the most intimate form of contact that the highest form of creation, which is man can have. And that is sex. And you will engage with it in deviant and personally beneficial ways. That's what happens. And so to speak out against this, even though it is what is good and right and clear to simply lovingly say, stop doing this. You're going to get this awful disease. All you have to do is stop. You can't even say that because it would be stopping them from worshiping at the altar of Baal. That's why they can't do it. You got anything on that? I don't know. I didn't want to, didn't, I feel like I'm talking a lot. You're over there scratching your head. I have an itch. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, there's not really much more to add to it. I mean, we've always known this, but I, I think the problem, I think one of the problems is that Christians just don't talk about things because they don't want to be stigmatized. But here we, what, but here's the thing. The stakes are so high, guys. The stakes are so high and people are openly defending sexually deviant behavior, violent, deviant sexual behavior, kinks, we're talking about urinating on other people for fun. I mean, this is the level of sexual deviancy going on behind closed doors at these events. I mean, they, they say so. It's not like a super duper secret. I mean, we've, we've dug through a couple of articles. It's, it's not a hidden thing. And yet we're afraid to share the gospel with someone. And yet these people are willing to, to, <laughs> You, we're not willing to go out on a street corner and proclaim the name of Christ, or we're not even willing to drop a, a tract on our diner table for our waitress, but these people are literally willing to walk around the streets of San Francisco 75% naked and then go on pee on other people for fun later. And we won't, And we won't just share the gospel with them. Yeah, that sounds that sounds hyperbolic. He's not being hyperbolic, actually. Uh, no, it's I'm pretty, not. It's I listen. I'm I'm thoroughly disgusted with the content that we've gone through for this episode. <laughs> but you you know what was encouraging? I don't I don't know if you saw this, Just um, this past week, uh, Juan Juan Riesco's church from Chicago. They went to Lollapalooza, and they were they were witnessing to the people there. But like that's that, awesome, that's, that's the type of thing that needs to happen. You that's know what excellent. I mean? Like that's the only way any of these people will ever really come to an understanding that they need to repent this uh, all right yes 100 percent. i mean i don't want to i don't want to say i make it sound like it's easier than it is these people are excuse me these people engaging in these activities are far down the line far into a reprobate mind but the reason that god again romans one bringing that up but but the reason that god does that is to bring them to repentance so that they could see that the natural consequence of their sin will kill them and 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 for that to to shake them enough to have the spirit regenerate them and 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 for them to 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 accept god's love and forgiveness for all of it that's the reason that God gives people over for to a reprobate mind. I mean, 
and and that's what we need that's what we need to pray for our friends who are caught up in these things that's what we need to pray for these communities of people who are engaging in deviant um disgusting sinful sexual behavior in a far more public way than we would ever dare share the gospel we need to be praying for these people and witnessing to them regularly we need to be posting about this on facebook until we're banned i mean we we have to love these people because the public health officials certainly will not. They aren't. They haven't. They didn't. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's, it's, uh, the reason I'm quiet is just cause it's, it's a hard, it's a hard topic and it's, it's frustrating and it's, it's yucky. Like I, I just don't really like talking about it. It's, it's, it's just so bad, but. I mean the 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 point of the matter is always or the heart of the matter rather is always is always getting back to the gospel and I, I think that the I think that the best way to end that this episode is with that because we have a call in our lives it's not just to be appalled and shocked at this type of behavior it's to move toward it in a in a way that would be um evangelistic yeah we cannot you can't you can't you can't stop loving someone with the truth. You can't stop speaking the truth. By the way, speaking a lie is never loving. It's always unloving to speak a lie. We are called to speak the truth from love. And and here's here's the reality. Christians and God hate gays, but they don't. They don't. That's what they say. They say that. They want you to think that. They want you to think that that's true. And they want you to think that that's what they think. And because they think it and because they say it, it must be true. And therefore, you can't speak to us you can't tell us not to engage in promiscuous sexual activity. You can't tell us to do that. How dare you? Who do you think you are? You think your God is anything? And the reality of it is, yes, we do. And we love you enough to tell you. You must turn from that lifestyle. But you can't do it alone. Here's the reality, Christian. The truth is loving and is given from love. That's the reality. Now, I'm speaking specifically of Ephesians chapter 4 when I say that. That specific phrase, speaking the truth in love, comes from Ephesians 4. And it highlights the gift that the church itself has been given. So I'm going to begin uh, Ephesians chapter 4 in verse 11. And here Paul is highlighting specifically what, what the church has been given by God as all things have been subjected through Christ. Christ who resurrected, who, who has, has, rules over sin and death and hell and heaven. He is the sovereign Lord who has brought salvation. Here's what it says that he has given to the church. Uh, Ephesians 4 verse uh, 11. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of faith and of knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine by human cunning by craftiness and deceitful schemes that is what we live in human cunning, winds of doctrine, craftiness, deceitful schemes. That is the world on repetition saying you can't speak into this place. You're a bigot. You are hateful. No. No, God has grown us past that through the power of Jesus Christ and the marking of the Holy Spirit with the truth of God's word open. So it goes to verse 15. Rather 
speaking the truth in love. We are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped when each part is worked properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. I'm not ignorant to the context of the verses. I know we're speaking about the gift that's been given to the church. It is specifically that we have been given this gift that we are supposed to speak to even one another. We have plenty of churches that need to come under the truth of God's word in repentance. And all the more reason to understand that giving the gospel as Christ Christ commanded in Matthew 28 to go and preach and make disciples and baptize them. As he gives this command, so we go because we've been given the truth and we must speak it from love. That brings healing. It is more loving to look at a person, to look at a homosexual person, to look at a thief, to look at a liar, to look at someone who has slandered their boss, to look at someone who has stolen from their company, to look at someone who has cheated on their spouse. It is more loving to look at them and say, that is sin. Stop that. Come and see and taste that the Lord is good. Find repentance and healing. That is what's loving because it is true. It's true. We do not, I do not want, I as a Christian, I do not want any homosexual person to contract monkeypox. It looks horrible. It is an absolute awful thing. So do I love them enough to tell them, look, your lifestyle is leading to ruin God has so much more for you. Turn to him. Because that's where that's what courage is. That's where becoming that's where the fullness of Christ realized so that as Ephesians 4 said that we could be men, we could act like men, courageous warriors, speaking the truth, loving the church so that we're building the church up and sending the church out. Goodness gracious. I'm going to stop preaching. I apologize. Yeah, well, I mean, but but that's that's the that's the total sum and culmination of why we wanted to talk about this because not to not to disgust you or make you feel uncomfortable or you know anything like that, but to land there, but to land on on the gospel because it's it's you know just like Obi Wan, it's it's our only hope. <laughs> Did you like that? That was, that was, that was pretty Kenobi. smooth, right? You are my only hope. You didn't see great. that coming. No, I didn't because it was mildly stupid. <laughs> Slap that on a t-shirt. But boy, did we need to get the Star Wars reference in before we ended the podcast. So I'm really glad you worked it in there. Yeah, bud. we missed one last time, I think. Way to go there, bud. That was a good one there. Yeah, anything for the anything oh, man, for it, Star Wars fansy. Yeah, it kind of makes me want to play the sound effect. Why that one? It was a good joke. It's just because it was dumb. Yeah, you really got the shoehorn out and shoehorned it all up in there. Just not touching that one. All right, fair enough. Yeah, that's fair. I, I agree. Um, I hope. I just hope you're encouraged. I hope you're encouraged by this. I hope you're encouraged to not be afraid of what the culture. What should you fear? 
that man can do to you? Why would you hold back loving truth? Why would you hold it back when it brings healing just so someone can go forward in, in having suffering and s- under the weight of sin? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. You need to, you need to be reminded and, and, and encouraged in power because the truth of God's word and the power of Christ is, is, is with his people. That just, it's not, it's not that we have lost it. It's right there. It's that we have abandoned it. There's a total difference. It's still right there. We need not think we have to find it again. It exists. It is in God's word and the spirit that indwells his people. And that's the joy of repentance on our part. Repent and begin to speak the truth in love. Repentance in God's economy does not have any level of restoration waiting period. You are completely restored in repentance. What a joy. That's insane. Nothing in our world works that way. And that's what we can offer to people in a hurting and dying and broken sinful world. We can offer that to a world that has urine orgies. That's what we can do because there is, in some cases, no coming back. A person shared a horribly graphic, is that they're a horribly graphic person. They, 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 they have built for them. They are reaping what they sowed, but they, they told in graphic detail how they contracted monkeypox. Well, yeah, they're getting a lot of messages that, that are, that are not necessarily kind. And they're also going to have a lot of phrases that will never leave them as identifying. And some of the phrases are really sad because they said some really horrible things about how they interacted with other people and the way they contracted it. You know what? There is no coming back from that in our world, but in God's kingdom, there is restoration and forgiveness through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And we have that truth. We know it. Do we live it and speak it? Goodness gracious, man. I really, uh, that's the second sermon. Sorry. I just really hope you're encouraged. I, I, I just was struck. I just was so struck about how this, this world is worshiping sex and how that's why they can't speak out against their God. But, but we know God, we can speak to it and we are, oh man, we just abdicated so much responsibility and ground. And I just, we need to turn church. We need to turn, uh, turn and love. We need to turn and love by speaking the truth. We cannot be silent and we cannot speak half truths. Half truths are whole lies. We must speak the truth. So that's, that's, uh, that's the encouragement today. We, I, I want, I, I hope you can feel that we went from, we turned, we really turned monkeypox around. We went from, we went from a, a horrible STI to, to speaking the truth in love, to realizing, from, from realizing that, oh, Christians are, Christians and God of the church, they're hateful bigots that just don't want me to have, you know, sex whenever I want to, uh, yes, God loves you more than you love yourself. <laughs> He's, he loves you more than you love yourself. Every time. And he offers healing. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope this was I hope this was an encouraging episode to you. I hope it gave you it it really informed you of of just a story that I think highlights so clearly um, that we we do not have we do not have rulers that are tapped into the access of the wisdom of God. They are they are trapped in the folly of man, and and the church can offer hope and life and actually love a a LGBTQI plus community far better than any public health administration can because we have the truth of god's word mm-hmm. 
And it is with that, dear Christian, uh, that we hope you've been encouraged this day and uh, that you would go forward and do that one thing, that one thing that we like to encourage you always to do, which is most definitely seize the faith. faith.